It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Tuesday, September 5th, with your hosts, Ray and Zach. Um, sorry for running a few seconds late there, folks, but, you know, uh, we had a technical glitch. I forgot to put the battery in the camera. All right, Pops, here's the deal. Used car market correction is finally happening. The latest data. No, you, we're going to take a stand on the show. You are not allowed to make fun of me today. Well, you can do it, everyone, but you shouldn't because look at the latest data from Blackbook, Dad. We're going to pull it up on the screen right here. Blackbook coming through clutch. Coming a, through clutch. After a holiday weekend, Dad. Yeah. The market continues to depreciate at an accelerated rate despite increased auction activity last week. Dealers continue to speculate on the potential UAW strike that could cost the industry billions and increase demand for used cars. However, Dad, we saw a 1.4% decline in wholesale values week over week. That is up significantly from the, the uh, return to more normal depreciation, the 0.86%. Look at this chart for everyone that is, is unfamiliar. This chart right here. Look at the chart. Look at it. Get closer to it. This chart, the red line shows you no change week over week at the wholesale auctions. The gray line shows you normal depreciation. Okay. All the other colors show you what actually happened last week. The black line is going to be, excuse me, the black line is going to be showing you all two to eight year old cars, the blue line, just cars, the orange line, <laughs> trucks and SUVs. Look at this, dad. Scroll up for sure. How, how far? Just, uh, just uh, the beginning. Keep going right there. Okay. Dealers continue to speculate on the potential UAW strike that could cost the industry billions and increase demand for used vehicles. Well, why would the prices be going down if it increases demand for used vehicles? I you would no think clue. they're going to go up again. I have no clue, but these numbers from Black Book are huge, man. Seriously, yeah, but, this, chart, but, this chart goes back pre-COVID, Dad. There's I, I, only I, one other time where we've seen sustained downward pressure on wholesale used car prices, and it was at the COVID correction. That was right when uh, the, the coronavirus pandemic started. Even the correction that we saw towards the end of 2022 and at the beginning of 2023, Dad, was not week over week 1% declines in values. No, no. I mean, this, 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 would, indi this would indicate a, a loss in values of about 6.5% in the last five weeks. I get it. But that's it, it. so far we're only seeing it on the wholesale side of things. We haven't seen any significant weakening in the retail pricing. Quick, quick, uh, Justin. Justin on our team. Absolutely admire and appreciate everything you do, Justin. Can we do a research project on retail used car prices? Because you say that week in and week out, and we do not have a great source for this other than Edmunds and sometimes IC cars. Can we please do an analysis, Justin, of used car price trends and see if they have gone down? Because Wholesale values going down 6% in the past five weeks Yes, means that there should be downward pressure on retail prices because you can't just turn around and sell cars at the auction. The black book data here is mind-boggling when you think about it. 6% decline in values, and we're not even talking about specific segments. Full-size trucks are down even more. Dealer lots that have these vehicles sitting on them, they are – oh, there you are, Dad. You're in the chat. What? <laughs> Why, yes, we can, Zach. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Okay. These dealers are feeling well, Why haven't you done it already? <laughs> <laughs> These dealers are 
house Danilo. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Dev Null says car gurus has used car price trends. Okay, we'll pull that up while we're on the show. Yeah, I think we are starting to see a little bit in the retail side that we have to be. I didn't say there wasn't any. I said there isn't any appreciable decline in used car values, used car asking prices, okay, in comparison to wholesale values. Here we go, Dad. The Car Guru's Used Car Value Index. All righty. Let's look here. The blue line represents the full index. Yes. No, excuse me. The blue line evidently is Ford. The purple line is the entire index. Yes. So let's see here. Let's scroll down. The index is down 0.84% in the last 30 days. Okay. And wholesale prices are down 6.5% in the last five weeks. So that the correlation between the drop that you would expect to see in pre-owned asking prices is negligible when compared to how wholesale values have declined. And I think for most people that we that we try to cater to, yeah. they're more concerned about what's happening with retail prices than they are with what's happening with wholesale prices. The only reason in our audience you should care about wholesale prices is because, because it's going to impact value. your trade-in value. And, you know, historically in the past, the two were more evenly matched than what we're seeing right now. Now, why we're not seeing appreciable asking declines in asking prices on the retail side i don't know i mean it, yeah i don't you you would think there should be but i if i if i had to guess why there isn't it's because there is still a shortage of used car availability and until that shortage is addressed which i think is going to take years then retail values are going to remain high. That's just my opinion. That's how I see it. But I I get what it all means when we see that the wholesale values are dropping the way they're dropping. It just means that for people out there who are thinking about trading in their vehicle when they go to get another one, that you know they're going to take it in the shorts a little bit. CarEdge.com slash sell. We have, we actually did an experiment. I did it over the weekend. Carvana offers, I saw Carvana offers going up on some of the cars that I track on Carvana. Mm-hmm. And then I ran it on CarEdge.com slash sell. Yes. CarMax offer and CarGuru's offer were higher than the Carvana offer. So wow. somehow, for some reason, we're seeing appreciation in trade-in offers from Carvana for some vehicles and appreciation from all the dealers in the CarEdge.com slash sell Networks, So that's kind of interesting to me because the Black Book data shows a totally different trend. To your point about why retail prices haven't gone down as much, we didn't talk about it much last week, and we should talk talk about it today. New car sales were actually really strong in August. We don't have used car sales numbers yet. No, and I don't think think they've added Ford's sales numbers to them unless they added them just a – well, this was updated an hour ago when I looked this morning – at seven o'clock, Ford sales were up. Let's read this because well, this yeah, Ford ties, sales weren't even listed when I looked at seven. This ties into why used car retail prices haven't come down nearly as much as wholesale prices. The correction on the wholesale side is very true, and we will look at some of the wholesale insights from Black Book in just a moment. But let's talk about new car sales 
in the month of August. Okay. Analysts expect U.S. new light vehicle sales to rise between 15 and 20 percent in August, helped by strong fleet shipments. So let's make sure that we don't gloss over that. Yeah. Rising stockpiles and deals that are drawing consumers back to showrooms. Let's look at the chart, Dad. We do, love charge. Well, it's more of a table, but here we go. Okay, we love tables. <laughs> Ford sales up 2% year over year for yeah. the month of August. Honda sales up 56.7%. Hyundai Kia slowing down. They're only up yeah. 6%. <clears throat> Mazda up 18.7%. Subaru up 12.5%. Toyota up 14.8%. Volvo up. Wow. 30.8%. So you do have some really big winners here. Yes. Toyota, and, Mazda, and, and I think Honda. When when you look at that's for the month, but look at where they are the far right hand column, which is year over year. year and that date, is yeah. yeah, that is more significant in my mind. You know, even though Ford uh, Lincoln say was up 3.1% in August, well they're down 7% for the year. You know, Ford's up. But these numbers for the industry are all up. For Absolutely, the industry, it's they all percent. Yes. Which would speak volumes to why used car prices are still going to continue to be high because evidently there is consumer demand. Now, somewhere in, in that is probably a number about how many or what the percentage was that actually went to fleet sales. Yes. Let's see if we can find it on the fly here. Fleet. Main driver behind the rebound in retail and fleet volume is more inventory compared what, with the what, last what year. What is that? Behind the Stretti. What is Stretti? Is would that be would that be steady with an R because somebody didn't catch the R and steady? Hey, don't, <laughs> automotive news. If one of your journalists watch our stream, yeah. you have a typo in your article. Yeah. Stretti yeah. should be steady. So yeah. new car inventories are up seventy percent year over year. Let's see what else they have about fleet sales in here, pops. Fleet sales are expected to total 245,785 vehicles oh, in August, up 46%. Fleet volume is expected to account for 18% of total light vehicle sales, up from 14% a year earlier. So Okay, I, so all of the new car sales numbers are filtered through the lens of fleet sales are buoying everything. That almost a fifth of the sales that we're seeing are attributable to um, fleet sales and and – that would indicate to me that that on the retail side of things, to the ultimate retail customer, not fleet customer, the ultimate retail customers, they're they're probably only up. They're probably flat or only up a little bit, um, and that speaks volumes to things, you know, because if people keep seeing headlines that well, new car sales are you know really taking off. Then, then there's that fear of missing out, and people will go and run and, and try, but they don't understand that the reason that sales are up significantly is is because of the fleet sales. Um, I, I think retail is is maybe up two or three percent, if not flat. Yeah. The fleet is carrying it. However, yes, it still could impact what's going on over on the used car side. Yes. Let's jump back to the wholesale market insights from Blackbook, and then we're going to do my favorite thing on the show, which is a live experiment. So give us a moment for that. Wholesale dealers went into the lanes last week. This is from Blackbook with the potential <clears throat> UAW strike on their minds, leading them to make a few purchases in preparation for the likely stop of new production. That sentence implies. Yes. Let's just stop there for a second. That yeah. sentence implies that wholesale value should have gone up. Yes. Because dealers should have been feeling the pressure to fill their lots with inventory. That's not what happened. 
Between the speculation of a potential strike and various recent natural disasters around the country, it is surprising that the market is taking such a large downturn. Mm -hmm. However, industry conversations are viewing this as prices working towards, quote, normalization and not due to, quote, skies falling. That's why here at BlackBook, we have a team of analysts focused on keeping their eyes on the market, watching for developing trends and insights. I don't know, gang. You, this is I love the team at BlackBook. I have such admiration for them. They do an incredible job. But Thank this is you. talking out of both sides of your mouth. Well, so do you. Of course, I do it all the time. <laughs> but I'm just calling it out here. You, you, you are the epitome of the sky is falling crowd. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Dad. And everything that they are saying here points out to me, sky is falling. Yeah. You're literally... If there's a hurricane and cars are taken out of the market and now dealers need new cars, that should increase wholesale prices. Okay, but maybe the hurricane didn't impact that much, so let's put that to the side. Well, if we're saying that dealers are thinking about a potential strike and how they're not going to have new car inventory, that should absolutely positively increase you would wholesale values. Yet they're down more, almost double what they were the week before. And, and you know, historically, they, they would uh, go down uh, just about a tenth of them. So we're 15x where we should be. But, and I've been saying this for months, we don't live in normal times. So it's hard to extrapolate from the from the data that we see based on historic information, historic norms, and try to apply those in these un, in normal, unnormal, not normal, not normal Immoral times. times. Yeah, it's just... It, it, that you, you run into certain situations where what's happened in the past doesn't necessarily apply to what's going on now because we are still being impacted by the 15 to 18 million new vehicles that were scheduled to have been built globally over the last three years that for whatever reasons were never built. I read though, Dad, I don't have it queued up for today's show, but yes. UBS, IBS, some big organization did an analysis and they expect globally for yes. there to be a 6% surplus of vehicles produced this year, totaling 5 million excess vehicles more than what are sold. So we are going to slowly but surely build back from that deficit. Okay, but until we do, you know, as as I think Leon said, Abby. These are Abby, Abby normal, normal times. Dad, I want to switch gears for what just... What did it say on the jar? Abby. Abby normal. <laughs> I want to switch gears here for just a moment because yeah. I saw a few comments when we were talking about used car values. People saying that quality yes. used cars are still commanding a heck of a value at yes. the wholesale auctions and, yes. and even retail. Let's put it to the test. So I just went on the car search and I found a 2020 Kia Sportage EX, 38,000 miles. What I want to do, Dad, is I want to put this into our sell feature, and yeah. I want to see what dealers are offering for this. So I copied the VIN there. What does it have? <laughs> it has 38,000 miles. 38,000. So let's all take a look here. 38,500 miles. And we were in Cleveland. So what's a Cleveland zip code? So one of my favorite places that I've never been to. Cleveland zip code would be something like, give me a second here, gang. Give me a second. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. How about 44115? 44115. So let's put that in here. 44115. Continue. What I want to see here, Dad, is the yes. dealer is asking $22,483 to this. I am very curious what we're going to get through the through the network here. Let's say it's got a clean title. Let's say we own it. We have the title. It's never been in an accident. Let's keep going here. No minor defects. No, 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 no. 
none of the above, never been smoked, and no, 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 no. No, no, no. Wow. Yeah, a lot of no's here. Two. Yeah. We got new tires, no issues. Any issues with the I'm planning about? Yeah, sure. I'm planning about nothing. Sure. So this is going to be very interesting to me, Dad. Yes. Because this would be theoretically a quality used car. 2020, 38,000 miles. People should have an interest in this vehicle. You would think. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Wow. Vroom offering $21,202. $1,700 more than cargo. And CarMax were pen, pending. Give me the VIN we're pending. Yeah. Vroom at 21200 And they're selling it for how much? They're asking. They're asking $22,483. And we think if look their price that. is $21,359. And look at that injustice yeah. says I bet Vroom is the highest. Yeah. So, yeah, we say the fair price is $21,359. And they're offering $117 below that. Gang, I think, I actually think, and it makes no sense to me, but yes. I think we are seeing stabilization in trading values for quality used cars. So I guess it can make well, sense because there's well, not a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, there was a comment from Igor in there earlier, you know, that the the, the quality used cars, there's still a, there's plenty of cars at the auction. There's just not plenty of quality used cars at the auctions. And quality used cars are still bringing all of the money and then some. And the not so quality used cars at the auction are declining rapidly. Look at this coffee. I wouldn't yeah. bid more than 18000 on this one. We are seeing the Vrooms, the CarMaxes, Carvanas of the yes. world. I'm going to say it overpay for again. used cars again. Yes. Which is which is great for people who have an extra car to get rid of. I put the link to uh, uh, my.carage.com slash sell. Yeah, pretty wild. Pretty, yes. pretty wild to see that. All right, Dad, let's come here to the chat for just a moment. We had a contribution come in from Donnie. Thank you, Donnie. My transmission is going on my 2013 Ford Escape. Should I fix it or buy something in this market? Can it be worth $0 on trade? Keep it, fix it later, or buy a used Outback? What are you thinking? I also don't think it's worth $0. There are yeah. the we buy any cars <laughs> in the world. Like plug it into the plug it into the yeah. cell network. Yeah. Plug yeah. it into the cell network. Even uh, with the transmission issue, plug it in yeah. there. Plug it in. And, Someone and, is willing to pay for that. Yes. And, and see what kind of offer you can get. Um, you know... <sighs> Does it make sense to invest a lot of money into a 13 Escape that you think has pretty much um, seen its life used yeah. up? Um, probably not. You know, are are you going to are you going to pay for a a nice used Outback? Probably. Um, but would you be better off spending a little extra on a quality used car than dumping money into a an 11-year-old Ford Escape that that money you're never going to get it back as a trade-in value at any point? You know, it's not like it's not like a kitchen remodel in your home where if you remodel a kitchen for $30,000 it adds $40,000 value to the house. You can dump a five thousand dollar transmission into your into your fifteen hundred dollar car, and you still have a fifteen hundred dollar car. I'm team get a new one. 
I'm team get the new Outback. I know you're saying used, but I would okay. be looking at a new one. I would be looking at an entry trim, entry well, level and it depends, Outback. It depends how new of a used Outback he was. Yeah, if it's like a four or five-year-old one, maybe there's options. If it's yes. a two or three-year-old one, there's probably not going to be many that are reasonably priced. So I would just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind, Donnie. Thank you for the contribution. We really appreciate it. Dad, we had earnings come out just today for a car dealer out there, America's Car Mart. This is one of those buy here, pay here, but on a national scale. Yeah. I wanted to bring this up because we are starting to see, and we've got more dealer group earnings coming out soon. CarMax is about a month from now. We'll have Carvana earnings. Dad, we had a quarterly report, an yeah. earnings surprise of negative 35.71%. Uh, that would put That's the decline would post well uh, based on what analysts thought. Uh, yeah, uh, post earnings of a dollar and thirteen per share when it actually produced earnings of thirty two cents per share, Ooh. a surprise of negative seventy one point six eight percent. Did we have now more dealer groups demonstrating that there is some weakness going on in the used car and, market? And they even mentioned you. Yeah, Zach's yeah, which belongs to Zach's automotive. Yeah. I found it interesting to see this, Dad, because we are experiencing some weakness. But then again, you look and we just did it in rooms overpaying for things like two different but, markets. But, you know, it's a buy here, pay here lot. OK, it, it, they're not selling high quality used cars. They're not. And, and they know that there's a higher percentage of their customers that are going to go bad um, than not. That's why it's a buy here, pay here lot. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, you know, what I, I would be more interested to see what CarMax has done. Earnings wise. Yeah. Yes. Um, We're about a month away. We're yeah. about a month away. You know, and I really, I can't wait to see Carvana's, uh, Carvana's um, um, uh, magically enhanced uh, accounting. I've got some interesting uh, car dealership math. So why don't we jump there? Let's go okay. to our favorite segment of the show. Really? You've got to be kidding me. This will probably give me something to rail about. <laughs> All right, here we go. We've got two. They are posted over on Twitter slash X. I had set a goal for this year to get 100,000 followers on Twitter. We are following you're, you're, well. You're, yeah, you are. Well you're, short of that. Don't take this wrong, but maybe you're just not not posting compelling enough uh, I'm starting to pick it up. I'm starting to post okay. good stuff there. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. You've got really got to be kidding me. King Kings this city. Kings this city. Ray should make video titles for a couple of weeks. I don't know. I don't know. That's <laughs> no. Now viewership will drop. Off. <laughs> Dad, yeah. look at this. Just fall off a cliff. Two really got to be kidding. Yes. This comes in from one of our community members. Two mm -hmm. Mavericks on their lot. The dealer is listing them as used cars with no dealer warranty and has taken them on roadie stickers off the trucks. One oh. truck has a 25-mile uh, odometer rating. The other has 10 miles. Yes. They've added about $10,000 of the price for these two trucks. These are Mavericks. Yes. Dad, what do you make this? I, I you know, I, I, I make I make that this is a Ford dealer that is more concerned with short-term profit than, than he is he or she is in a long-term um, customer development. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's like if you get people to pay that extra $10,000 at a certain point, they wake up and they go, well, wait, I just paid $10,000 for air for nothing. I got nothing for it other than, well, I got to use this truck that I paid too much for. And I'm thinking somewhere along the line, the customer will wake up and go, I don't, I don't ever want to do business with them again. So, you know, I get, I get why dealers would take some vehicles like that and they go, okay, the people that ordered them, the sale fell through, we'll, we'll sell it to our 
our in-house lease company so that we can now claim it's a used car and we can put it in the market. It'll still have the balance of the factory warranty from whatever date they reported it sold to Ford, you know, uh, but if it takes them 30 days or 60 days to sell it, well, somebody's going to lose a month or two months worth of factory warranty. And I, you know, and I get, I get why they, but it's just, Short-sighted. Yes. You, you, you know, you talk about it all the time, about you, you got to be in it for the long The long, long game. game. Yeah. And, and you know, when dealers do things like this, it's, it's, it's they prove conclusively to their customers that they ain't in it for the long game. They're only in it for the short-term game. And they want to they wanna extract as much money as they possibly can out of their customers before, A, they either sell their dealerships to somebody else, yeah. and, and they've made all the money they possibly can. Um, but it, it's a way to take vehicles that are in short supply and get whatever the market is on those vehicles. But I, I, mean- I, I, I don't... I don't encourage it. Now, I must. I will tell you, when I was with the Penske organization, you know, we didn't do that for normal cars. Now, at our Porsche dealership, you know, where there were specialty Porsches, and at our campus, we didn't sell over MSRP on the specialty Porsches. They made their way into our lease fleet. So, so, say, used so, so they could be sold as used cars at whatever the prevailing market rate was for those vehicles. But those, you know, th- those are few and far between. Those are niche vehicles. Yeah, but you can make this, this, is, this is not a, a Maverick is not a niche vehicle. It is, though, based on how many Ford is actually produced. I think I, I think it's a really got to be Kimmy because we don't like the practice, but I, I think mm. everyone understands the supply and demand piece. Just yes. public service announcement. Find one where dealers selling it as a new vehicle at MSRP. Yeah, because I can tell you at the dealer we were at on Sunday, they only had a $3,000 markup on a brand new one that still had the factory warrant. Instead of paying ten grand over yeah. as a used one, pops. Let me show you this other one. Here is some car dealership math that I need your help. Oh, with. I love I love car dealership. Math. Someone you know smarter than me explain this car dealership math. We've got a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee L, and yes. I also want you to guess what state this car deals from. The MSRP retail price is forty six thousand four hundred and twenty five dollars. Okay, there's a rebate of three thousand dollars for a total savings of six thousand dollars, and then excess. Wait a second. Wait a second. Where's the six thousand come? So we're at forty six up there. Here, wait. Let me let me let me zoom in here so we can yeah. all see together. So we've got forty six four two five. Yeah, forty three four two five. It was the selling price. Then a rebate of three thousand. So the total savings, the three thousand dollars that they discounted it plus the rebate, would give you a total savings of six thousand dollars if indeed the selling price came down to forty thousand dollars. But somehow, then we're back up to forty-one thousand seven hundred and forty-three dollars. Well, they 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 added accessories uh, for uh, almost three thousand dollars, and the dock fee. So we're in Florida at nine seventy-nine. We are in Florida. Okay, so that's pure profit. So let's say the accessories have two thousand dollars worth of profit. I just that- wait, wait. I just don't understand how there's six thousand dollars in savings. Well, why we've don't got forty-six thousand four hundred twenty-five is the MSRP slash yeah. retail. Yeah. And then a market value selling price of forty three thousand four hundred twenty five. Yeah, lesser rebate would take you down to forty thousand. But where's the forty thousand? I don't know. And then they have accessories. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That takes you back up to forty three. <laughs> but then they say total savings is six. I got so but, confused. But wait, Bob, keep scrolling down. So how's it only have a total balance of forty one seven? 
So it really does have six, but I don't know how the hell they got there. This one confused the hell out of me when I saw it. Yeah, I mean, I look at these all day long. I have no clue what's going on here. And we look at we look at just to be well. There's six thousand dollars <laughs> off somewhere, but but it but the but the six thousand it just there's more than six thousand off. Really, if the MSRP was forty six and change, okay. And you got six thousand dollars in savings. What does that say to you? That the selling price would then 40, become forty thousand four hundred twenty-five. Okay, plus. But, but, well, okay, so that takes you up to forty-three. Yeah, that takes you up to forty-four. We're talking about the that, yeah, that takes you up to forty-five-five. That takes you up to forty-six. So, but how can the total balance be forty-one? Was there cash down somewhere on the if, on the left side of that worksheet? Maybe. Zero down. Well, no, here's your cash down. Yeah, I, 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 I'm at a loss. <laughs> I mean, you know, I. everybody knows I self-proclaimed I'm not really good at math, you know, to get it exactly right. But, you know, I can round up and I can round down and just doing what we did, we should be back up to about $47,000. I don't know how they got up to forty one. Don't know. Don't I, I do care, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's some car, of the confusion, it's, man. It's car math, buddy. It is, it, it is, you know, they don't teach it in high school. Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't teach it anywhere, but it's a dealership. They should teach it in high school. Yeah. Dad, I want to jump back to the chat here for just <laughs> another moment. We had Scott and Tampa saying, yeah. I saw another YouTube channel referencing car edge statistics. I was like, Hey, don't rip off card. A-OK, -okay, so long yeah. as they cite and link back to CarEdge.com. Yeah, we're fine with that. All sorts of great data. Thanks yeah. for sharing that, Scott. And Dad. They're not, they're not ripping us off. They're from Jennifer. Yeah. Hey, Stud Muffins. Love that. Oh, well. Thank you for that, Jennifer. Well, I, if anyone wants to call us Stud Muffins, you are more than welcome Well, I, I, I know she's not really referring to me, but but I, I thank you for, for making muffins as opposed to muffin. Okay? Making it plural as opposed to single. For those of you who yeah. uh, we've got Sean here saying Car Edge and high schools, we do have Deal School 2.0, Deal School 3.0, CarEdge.com slash Deal School. Everything that we can do to help you back at CarEdge.com. You have a show in 15 minutes with Justice over well, on less Car than 15 Edge. Minutes. 14 minutes over on Car Edge Electric, so please tune yeah. in for that. And we're actually going to be here for the whole week this week. It's been a long time since we've had a full week of shows on the Car Edge channel, so yes. me, on the Rain Zach channel. So tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with more. News you can use them. Really? I'll be here. Okay. Well, are, are we doing a show Saturday night? Yeah, we'll definitely do a show Saturday. Oh, before the big race. Yeah, we I got my Iron that. Man race on Sunday morning, so we're totally do a show Saturday night. Definitely. Wow, I can't wait. Likewise. Yeah, and I can't wait to be back here tomorrow at noon Eastern, nine Pacific, eight a.m. in Anchorage, and six a.m. in Honolulu. And if there's any Manila maniacs out there wondering what time we're on in Manila, that would be midnight in Manila, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, we'll my, see you all back there here tomorrow. My eye kind of hurts. Really? What'd you do to it? I don't know. You got to stop poking it, buddy. Okay. All right. Yeah. Bye.